0: think about the greatest leaders in history. I truly believe they didn't just set out to become a great leader. They set out to do a great work. They embraced a vision or a mission for something greater than themselves, knowing they couldn't do it alone. Whether you're a t-ball coach, a single parent, or a fortune 500 CEO, accomplishing big goals starts by building your team. Well, I'm Scott Kramer, and on today's episode of Building Your Team, my friend and our host, Coach Damon Tomeo, is going to help us add another page to our leadership playbook. Coach, today, you're going to be addressing one of the most critical facets of leadership. Uh, but first, before we jump into the conversation, why don't you just give us kind of a quick update of where we were last month, and let's go from there.
1: Well, it's great to get our journey started last month and hearing back from so many people. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for rating. Um, and for those that didn't do that, go do it. It helps us out and uh, reach out to us and let us know your questions. And I appreciate the calls, the texts, the, you know, the conversations that came from episode zero, kind of our test podcast, which is kind of blown up a little bit. And as we go into this week, uh, episode one, you know, our really goal again is to be better today than we were yesterday and to continue to work to be the best version of ourselves. So thanks for the feedback. We're going to continue to work for that 10, 10, 15-minute length. Thanks for being with us. Remember to rate us and uh,
0: enjoy today's work. I mean it when I say this is really one of the most critical facets of leadership. Um, set us up. Tell us where we're going and talk to us a little bit about managing people by managing your emotions. Our offensive coordinator, Corey knocks Knox along. been
1: with us for some time. So one of the things that uh, I do well with our staff is just managing the, the emotional uh, highs and lows of the office and the games and our guys, and reflecting a lot back on that. Uh, I think it comes back to you know how you want to work with those around you and manage the people that you work with, whether it's your family, in uh, your business, or you know those people even that are in the office around you daily. So, I as I mentioned before, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. And uh, not next to Disneyland. However, I did go to Disneyland, and I've been there. Um, and my favorite, though, really is Magic Mountain, Six Flags Magic Mountain up in Valencia. If you're from Illinois, you've probably been to the one on the north side of Chicago. There's one outside of St. Louis. I am a big fan of roller coasters. <laughs> as high as you can go, as fast as down, upside down, you know, around, it doesn't matter. I want to go on it. My daughter, who's nine, has fell in love with these roller coasters. Maybe it's a little bit of excitement and scaring. Her dad's sitting next to her. Uh, rest assured, my wife usually has her feet firmly planted on the ground watching, taking pictures. <laughs> but what I found is in roller coasters, you enjoy that thrill of the high and the low. But in your life, with your emotions and the people around you, that is not the best thing to do. You really are looking for more of a consistent ride. My daughter now goes on the adult coasters, but when she was younger, she would go in the uh, you know the kids' area on those low roller coasters, just a little bit of a high, a little bit of a low, never too fast, never too slow, and never too quick where you get scared or you feel almost out of control. And I think there's a great lesson there for people in how you deal with those around you is just really work to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And in the office with our team, every day they're going to expect a certain standard and they're going to get that because I'm going to strive every day to have a level of consistency. Mm -hmm. And that's something in the relationships you really, I think, got to focus on.
0: Yeah, I I love that illustration. I mean, that's a word picture um, that resonates with me. I think one of the things that I've tried in leading my team, and we've talked about this, um, when you're dealing with people in general, uh, you ha- you have those that just kind of pop into your office, and and you just and, and you know this, listeners, right now you can identify those people who are kind of on that crazy train, and and they bring so much emotion into the decisions and the conversation. And one of the things I've talked about with my team is like, hey, you can smile and wave when those people go by, but you cannot afford to get on that train. You'll never be able to match the highs and the lows because as a leader, you got to stay focused. And I, like you said, I mean, the roller coasters are fun, but roller coaster leadership, all of us know those people, is not fun. And um, so that I, I, I love that illustration. I, I think whether you're at the beginning of a leadership journey, um, or you've been leading a team for, you know, 30 years or more, I, it really is one of the most critical areas where we find ourselves stumbling occasionally. In this area of managing people, managing ourselves, so let me ask, let me ask this question on behalf of our listeners: What's your secret to managing people, and and how can we become more strategic in this area? Well, I don't know, Scott. If there's really a secret, um, we stumbled into
1: Tim and Brian Kite uh, a, a bit ago, and with their work, with what their system they call E plus R equals O. There's events in your life you add your response to those events and you're going to get an outcome. For example, uh, someone spills their coffee cup on you and uh, well, you know, it's hot coffee and you might just got dressed for work that day. (laughs) What is your response? Now, it's understandable to be a little disappointed. I mean, you just got dressed and you had hot coffee and you'd rather have it in the cup for you rather than on your shirt, (laughs) but you can respond in somewhat of a positive manner. You don't need to scream and yell. And the outcome the person has, they're gonna realize, you know, they made a mistake Help clean it up, and we can move on. But if you just hammer them back on the error they've made and how much that's ruined everything about everything, well, man, you might have ruined their day too. And at that point, what good has come from that interaction? Hmm. Think of those responses that you have to the events you're given in your life and then the outcome that you're looking to receive. With our guys taking that step on consistency and taking it one step further, you know, their guys come in the office and they're going to need some help with something. They know that I'm going to be there to help them. I'm going to give them a positive response, a response that, hey, how can we make this better? Trying to get the best version of themselves so that the outcome can be in their favor. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to do the job for them or it's going to be easy, but we can build a plan to lead to their success and their goal setting. So events in your life, response that you have, comes up with a desired outcome. If you haven't followed them or get into that, Tim and Brian Kite, K-I-G-H-T, I'll put it in the show notes. I think their system is really good and worthwhile, and something for you to focus on is the response you have to the events that occur in your life.
0: Yeah, boy, that's, that's gold right there. I mean, events plus response equals outcome. I really like the irreducible clarity of that equation. I mean, that's something all of us today... Uh, can just write on our whiteboards uh, in our offices and 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 kind of have that conversation with our team events plus response equals outcome but but I think as as leaders, I mean we've been put in a place of leadership because of past experiences i mean we've in a moment where we've stepped up and we put out the fire, um, you know somebody has recognized that, and we kind of get enough of those under our belt and someone notices enough and all of a sudden we're put in this place of leadership. And, and before you know it, you've been leading for several years and um, we we can kind of get in this mode of what got us here will get us there. And, and I I know I'm guilty of this, but um, occasionally you get to this point, like, wait a minute, you know, this, this worked last year. We had some moderate success last year. This worked. Why isn't it working this year? And, how do we break that cycle of what got us here will get us there? Because that's that's rarely true, isn't it? No, I agree. I completely agree because you tend to st- fall into the
1: we keep doing the same thing and then we're expecting a different result. I think that's the definition of insanity. Uh, <laughs> but in football, we talk about quality controlling an event. We, we go to an away game, and then when we get back in the office as a staff, we'll spend 10 minutes saying, okay, let's not talk about the game for a minute. Let's talk about – the bus trip. Did they arrive on time? Were we early enough? How was the food? Travel. What could we do better? And we take those ideas as a staff, share them with our kind of travel coordinator, one of our coaches. So the next time we travel, we're going to try to improve it. So every time we're trying to just get the best version of ourselves that we can, and just even the little things. Now, that takes a little bit of work and time and effort, and you have to pull yourself out of what the, 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 the kite family would say default mode. You're just going to fall back on what you know and how you normally act. you got to pull yourself out of that. We quality control it. We don't want to just react. We want to really, what would I say, respond mindfully. If you respond mindfully, you're going to be conscientious and diligent in what your response will be. Hopefully, again, trying to generate the best outcome possible. As you interact with your family, respond mindfully. How about this one? So last week get home and uh, it was Friday and my wife I know right now is going to start snickering because she knows the story already. (laughs) I had what I call uh, with her a long day. Some people say that's a bad day. I don't really have a bad day. I'm a college head football coach. I don't really work. Now I put in a lot of hours but I don't really work. There's a lot of people out there that work hard. I'm very fortunate to have such great guys around me to help but I walked in the door. I had a long day And Well, I didn't respond mindfully to my daughter and to my wife, and as my wife is probably laughing out loud now, uh, I had to turn around and you turn out the door. I'm very thankful also that Lowe's is just a block away, (laughs) and I like to walk around Lowe's and shop for nothing. Um, So I had to get out of the house because I just was not in a great mental state. My response was not positive. My response wasn't even neutral. And I had did some damage in those relationships. I got home. I had kind of reacted poorly. I knew it. I had to definitely apologize to both my wife and my daughter and uh, did just kind of reflect that this isn't right. And Mm -hmm. how we Mm respond is key. If you're in business and you're crossing that first quarter mark, and now we're going in the end of the second quarter, how are your response to your results? Are you sitting down as a group? What do we do right? What could we do better? You know, fourth quarter of a game, you're at that bitter end. you got to take the emotion out of it sometimes and say, let's just focus on our job. What are we doing right? What can we do to help ourselves win this game? And oftentimes we get wrapped up in the emotions of the moment, don't respond mindfully, and it doesn't go as well. And then we just kind of add more
0: problems on ourselves later. Yeah. I'm going to – let me just go back um – to something you said at the beginning here, and kind of break script a little bit. I want I want to get nuts and bolts here. Are you saying that, that are you are you doing weekly meetings with your team where they're kind of review like how did that go and and how detailed are you doing this breakdown of um, the road trip, et cetera? I mean, is this something that's on the on your team's schedule? This this review of
1: well, we try to when we have events that occur with our program, our football program, we're going to try to review all the big things that happen, whether it might be with our staff, Mm -hmm. our leadership group, our senior leadership group, or our team-wide leadership group, uh, whether it's our whole team. And sometimes I need to get the opinion of everybody uh, in in a quick fashion. So really, how was it? What was the event? Who did it interact with? Who did it touch? How can we make it better for those? And just kind of deciding who really needs to have a vote and say in that. But you don't need to spend hours and hours on it. I think the big thing is just reflecting on it for a few minutes Allowing everybody the opportunity to weigh in. Hey, what went really well? Mm -hmm. What didn't go so well? And let's not sit here and have a what we call a bitch session. Let's just create, you know, throw out some ideas Mm -hmm. that could make it possibly better. Doesn't mean we can do them. There's always financial implications. You know, my wife wants to go to vacation in Europe again next year. Well, there's financial implications to that, dear, and I I love you, and I'm looking forward to that trip, but I don't know if we can do it next year. But it's let's talk that through. Maybe we can't hit that trip, but we could do this. You know, your daughter, my daughter, who's nine, you're at Target. We love Target. It's a magnet for a nine-year-old. They know how to market it to kids. How many times does she walk down the aisle and says, Dad, I want this? Mm-hmm. Well, want versus need. We talk a lot about that, but how do I respond to it? You know, maybe not right now. What is something we can do? What? What? Why do you want this item? What good is it going to give you? Is it just an in the moment pleasure or is this something
0: longer term that's really going to help you improve your life? Yeah. I'm just, uh, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking through the value in having those moments with your team around an event. Um, it, you know, it could be as simple as a you're getting back from family vacation, or you're you're coming out of a weekend experience, um, at, like at a church where I lead, and you're have you're gathering your team around, and you're coming up with, man, these are some things that went well. These are some things we can never do again. Um, <laughs> what happens with that information? You, do you file that? You know, especially those things that require budget, and the budget's not there. Um, are there ex- action steps that come out of that meeting? Is it filed for later? I mean, how do, how do you build that? database of sure. information
1: yeah sure absolutely now for us with our team you know we have our in season then we have our recruiting season then we kind of have our out of season where we get back into investing in our players and, and developing them in the weight room and in with spring practice so we kind of have some very methodical seasons in our football program and we just have kind of a list of note areas that we all kind of keep um, one of the things that we bring up all the time is okay money's not an issue what would we do different okay now guys money is an issue Mm -hmm. Let's come up with some solutions to which we could do. One of the things, rolling back with my wife, and uh, I'm an analytics person, as many of you know, and I I take a lot of notes and I like numbers and data and charts. But, uh, you know, I said to her, well, if we can't make Europe next year, what's something we could do? So propose a solution that's within the framework of what you can do Mm -hmm. that everyone around the table thinks, hey, let's try that. And we're not trying to change every week or make something different every time. But are we doing the best we can? And I think it's really important on that quality control aspect of it, invest some time to hear what we are doing well as well. So you know, hey, this is good. Let's keep doing it. Someone new in the room, wow, have you ever thought about this? Well, that's why you put those great others in your room, those future leaders that you're trying to develop around you. Mm -hmm. Ask them, what can we do better? And just have an honest conversation.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about... Somebody who's listening right now and, you know, the budget constraints are so severe or the uh, the, their leader is so restrictive um, that that they can come around in those meetings and there there can be this sense of hopelessness. And I, I think of that passage in Proverbs that says where there is no vision, the people perish. How, how do you keep that vision in front of your team? How do you how do you keep them motivated even in those times? Well, you're kind of getting ahead
1: here, Scott. We're going to talk about a vision and a vision statement, a culture statement, next month. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to jump too far ahead on that. I think you have to have some goals, some shared vision, and I think when you keep that out front, then – It's big enough to keep everybody wrapped around the idea of we're trying to do the best we can with what we have, where we are. Mm -hmm. So I do think, though, it needs to be commented that change of anything is always hard. It's never easy. Changing yourself is never easy. Mm -hmm. And whether in the season of life that we're in with families and and careers and mortgages or you're just starting out or you're a single parent or you're trying to close that big deal, every change you're going to make is hard. Default mode is easy. Never forget that. And understand that uh,
0: it's worth it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, you've already got me looking forward to uh, to next month. Then um, I, th- I think that that's going to be a good one, just in in terms of creating hope and rallying around uh, a mission statement or common vision. So, why don't you just give us uh, kind of a key takeaway from our time today and uh, set us up for next month? Sure, you're right on. Uh, you know, I think the big thing is consistency with those you
1: lead. Concentrate on your response and. Really quality control the outcomes in your life and see if those are the outcomes that you're desiring. Uh, when all said and done, for you to lead others, you first have to lead yourself. You need to manage yourself first. You need to lead yourself and set the example. If you were striving to be the best version of yourself, those around you deserve and need it, and the first thing you're going to have to do is look in the mirror and set that
0: example and do the best you can with what you have. Mm managing yourself first. I think that is a page that we can add to our leadership playbook. It's good stuff. Well, that wraps up our time for today. Until next month, we'd love it if you would share this episode of building your team on social media. Make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast. Special thanks to Frank Tomeo, Dan Marlin, Skylar Kramer, and of course, coach Damon Tomeo. Always valuable time. We'll look forward to our next time together when we continue to build our team. Thanks, Scott. And thank you for listening.